Turn on the audio. So do you know where it is? So it's in the top of that. Oh so yeah. Move that we'll down. Because I can talk over it. Cool. Now you can see you. But I'm also because okay. So the audio's on. The okay. girls were happy with loads of cameras apparently. Don't know why. But I've got another camera as well. Let me switch to video. Here we go. So there's another camera. So it's hard for me to do all three things at once. Yes. So we're going to use. We're going to try and use all these cameras to some degree. Okay. We've got physical stuff. Like yes, that exactly. So I'm going to turn that one off for now. Okay, so, and it's going to be really distracting for me now to see myself, because I don't like seeing myself. But, um, okay, so we are recording a series of podcasts, and we're also live Twitch streaming it. So for those who are watching, which I don't know how to find out how many people are, we'll find out later, I guess, uh, you get to see the picture of us smiling. And Ruby apparently <laughs> has already told me she's going to pull silly faces. I, I obviously have a silly face, so <laughs> that is going to happen for all of us, which is good, yes? Alright, cool. So, we are talking to all of the final year game design art students at Winchester School of Art about their final projects, what they've been doing, why they're doing it, um, and where people can find out more, that kind of stuff. So, first thing is, who are you? And then, tell us about your game. So, individually, who are you? You're obviously working as a team, which is a great start. Yeah. Okay, so my name is Ruby Blue Collins, um, and I'm working on Enchanted Kin, um, and I'm primarily an illustrator, um, normally with a focus on realism and stuff, but I've been able to sort of explore different avenues with this project, um, going from like looking at creative therapies and stuff like that, to going to more, more towards like a family route. Mm -hmm. And I'm Sarah Partington, I'm working as the developer and the UX designer, and that's kind of my interest in the Good. project now. Okay, so let's tell. We've obviously got the, the Winchester.games website, which we can pull up here. Uh, and let's see if I press that for a second. Obviously, that tells us a bit about the course, so people can go and visit Winchester.games. They can read about, sorry, a bit about the project. They can read a little bit about the project. But, girls, tell me, in your own words, what is the game itself as it currently stands? Okay, so the game at the moment um, is an interactive family card game. Um, which utilises Alexa technology um, to explore an environment um, using NFC technology. Okay, so let's break some of these things down quickly. Sarah, you said you're doing the development. Yeah. So that probably means you're involved in all these words that Ruby's just spilling <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. So tell us about this. So you talk about Alexa and NFC. Firstly, what is NFC? Okay, NFC is Near Field Communications, and um, how we use that is there's these little chips you find them in like ID cards and stuff like that maybe like Apple Pay if you've got that and that communicates um, normally messages on these tags so we're utilizing them to um, have like um, ingredients as part of magic spells okay all right we'll come back to the gameplay as well in a bit because obviously it's all connected the mm -hmm. other thing you talked about is Alexa I'm mm -hmm. assuming that's Amazon's talking Magic box. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. So, what are you doing with Alexa in terms of like how? I mean, because most people think of Alexa, they think, oh, I ask Alexa for the weather, or uh, what is the don't say? What is the command for? Is for obviously for Siri, you'd say, hey, dingus. And is it the same shout I think command? It's just Alexa, Alexa isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. We've That's really messed up now then because everyone's Alexas are going nuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So normally you say Alexa start playing some really rude songs and that would obviously play rude songs in people's houses, yes? Which is ideal. <laughs> but you're not using it for that purpose. What is Alexa doing within your game? 
Okay, Alexa is being utilised as um, kind of an exploratory route, so um, you instruct Alexa to explore um, an environment. So uh, basically, the um, environment you're in is a house, and you tell Alexa where you want to look, if you want to look left, up, down, etc. And Alexa will respond to you and give you information about the environment and how you can interact with it. Kind of the idea is, is rather than using a screen, it's utilising families like creativity to think outside. So effectively, like all of our environment is purely through audio. So we're looking to have sort of sound effects and things like that and nice musical pieces and things to sort of infer your environment completely without a screen. Because in both of our research, like we sort of found, particularly in Sarah's, that um, a lot of parents didn't actually want screen time. So when it came to sort of like family gameplay and family dynamics, um, they didn't want any screens at all. That was something that they wouldn't be interested in at all. So there's no point in adding another element to it when actually we can infer quite well through speech and stuff. So some similar like interactive reading and things like that. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit because I think there's so much to unpack and we've only got a short period of time to discuss it. And I know you've got a lot of interesting things in terms. We could talk about the technology for ages. We could talk about the illustration for ages. Yeah. So we want to try and talk about the complete package. So let's go back a little bit and understand. So the game is for families to play, yes? Yes. Together. And so what is it about that that's interesting, exciting? Because you're making this game, so why are you making a game that's for families to play? So one of the main reasons is that we sort of want to utilise, obviously, like, technology in a positive way in the family environment. Obviously, the aforementioned, like, screen time and stuff like that. Um, and we want to sort of create sort of like a space where they can facilitate creativity with both like intergenerational, so obviously like parents and the children, um, as well as facilitating like conversation and stuff, so allowing for like good solid conversation to happen between families. Okay, so I guess my question would be, why not just a card game, why not just a board game? You're adding this tech level of technology mm -hmm. in, why are you doing that? So we found through a lot of research that, um, particularly in terms of parenting communities and the media, that the screen was being associated as technology in a wider field. So we wanted to demonstrate how the technology could bring the families closer together. Great. So it comes back to that sort of positive usage, so it's utilising sort of um, the reality and fantasy sort of thing, which obviously comes about with the magical element, which is part of the reason why we went with it. Good. Okay, look, I'm going to put up some of the images from your work. I'm going to move those so we can see that. So obviously people can visit some of these. Let me move it. It's because you want all the cameras. It's too much for me. Okay. Oh, oh, oh dear. Let me do, uh, <laughs> let me do that. There okay. we go. Okay. All right. So obviously people can look at some of this stuff online and we'll go through all the links and things in a, towards the end so people can see it. But those who are watching on Twitch can obviously see some of the images that are going through. So while the image, oh there we go, there's a family at play. <laughs> so while we're, go, while we're talking about that, um, let's talk a little bit more about the gameplay itself. So we're bringing families together, we're trying to show there's a positive use of technology, but removing the screen because there was all these connotations or connections with screen time possibly being a bad thing, mm -hmm. yeah? Um, so what's actually going to happen when we play the game with the family? So as you explore your environment, you're going to pick up different cards and bits and pieces. So there'll be a certain combination um, which has like a certain outcome, which will take you to a different location and take you through a predetermined narrative. Okay, cool. So we get Alexa's telling us where we are, mm -hmm. and we can command Alexa much like uh, a choose-your-own-adventure or a mm -hmm. text-adventure game, and Alexa tells us what's happening, and hopefully you know, we can pick up some clues, and that will give us information 
about where we are. Yeah. What other information does it give us? So obviously you've got the different cards and the environment and things, and we're kind we're toying with the idea at the moment of having it not sort of have like a little bit of a puzzle element, but there'll be inferences in your environment what the correct combination is to use the NFC chips. Okay. Um, to tap through and create your spells and bits and pieces, so it's sort of a little bit of clue finding sort of within okay. the environments. That's the reason sort of you're exploring it. Good. All right. Let's. Have, I mean, we've got some of these cards going. I'm going to try and do the camera on here with the cards. So let's talk about the cards for a bit. So you've got. Um, press that. Press that. Look at that. I sort of know what I'm doing. Is that upside down? Yes, it is. Okay. So we've got these cards, which are beautifully illustrated. Thank obviously, you. Obviously, Ruby. Yeah. So you will get given a deck of these as each player or you pick them up through Alexa, how does that piece work? So you pick them up through finding them through your voice exploration. So as a family if you um, find for example Tears of a Donkey in your kitchen. Oh yeah, let's have a look. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to be the cameraman and... Do you want me to hold it? There yeah, we go. Fine. Oh hang on we go, that's better. There okay. So yeah, if you find Tears of a Donkey on the side that means that you can pick this card up and that you have it in your inventory that you can be used for spell casting. Okay. So that's kind of the idea of where the cards so come So we're in. thinking that'll be individual to each player, so that gets the collaboration happening, because if you have a card that you need to mix with another person's... Yeah. Then you can work favorite. together. She loves the octopus. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I think I've changed my favourite. It was the bunny, but it's going to the newt, I think, which is... Show us the newt. Just... Where's my newt? This is really going to work for people that only listen to the audio version, but it's Where's fine. The newt? <laughs> oh, I like... Well, it's adorable for anybody that's listening. I like my newt. No, I like the newt as well. Okay, let's just get... Look, people might be freaking out now at this point. If people want to see all these pictures and stuff, they can obviously go to... What is your website? Enchantingkin.com. Enchantingkin.com. So let's see if I can... At least bring that up for some people. Look at this, I've got everything going on there. <laughs> Images, turn off that. Okay, so obviously they can visit winchester.games and see stuff, and that links through to each of your project's mm -hmm. uh, pages. So enchantedkin.com is the main page, and maybe we'll talk about how we do the spell binding and stuff in a minute. So there's some of the nice illustration on there as well. Um, and... You've got some of your placeholder images on your yeah, yeah. blog. Yeah, lovely placeholders. Okay, but Instagram, you were saying before we started, is probably the best place to go and look for images. Is that right? Yeah, so one of the things we're trying right. to do with the Instagram is trying to post quite regularly sort of on the stories and things yeah. like that. I'm trying to make it as fun as possible. Okay, and, and that is Instagram.com slash EnchantedKin. In yes. fact, everything is EnchantedKin, mm -hmm. which is good. Great. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the spell casting. So you're... In exploring the environment in different ways mm -hmm. through Alexa, picking up different cards, and at some point you've got to cast spells. Yeah. Why have we got to cast spells and how are we casting spells? So the casting spells at the moment um, is to travel to like a different location or a different part in the narrative. So we still have it sort of semi-separated. We think into sort of chapters slash locations. Um, so for example, once you've explored the living room, it'd be a case of going to like the arcade or somewhere like that, and you'll be able to re-explore that environment. So it's kind of like the transitional thing. Um, but we're toying with the idea of it being you can effectively cast spells at any time. Um, it was obviously just depending on your deck whether you're successful or not, whether you have to explore a little bit more. Great. To get the right so, how do you cast spells? Okay, you can cast spells at any point. You tell Alexa that you want to cast a spell, and then you and a family member pick your chosen cards to combine. You put them in a oh, lovely oh. physical cauldron. Okay, <laughs> get a little mini camera. I can do the mini camera. I've just got on the... Oh, let's see. There it is on the... On the <laughs> let's do the mini camera. Just because I know that... Um, so we've got a 3D printed cauldron. 
is the main thing, yes? And then we can, okay, switch to that. Okay. Press that, press that. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Very high so that, tech. I know, it's too high tech. Okay. So, so you get the cauldron. Put, oh, put the cards in. Come on, buddy. Would you plan to scale up our model? Yeah, cool. Okay, that's where the NFC chip comes in, is that right? Yes, yeah. indeed. So ideally we'll have the paper sort of be NFC chip enabled, um, so it'll be coded on there, so it'll be quite easy to tap down your cards and things. So you have a little combination. So we've got Dandelion's Wish and Horn of a Dragon. We okay. then expect Alexa to make our magical sound effects and us tell you what the outcome of your spell was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is the outcome of that spell? <laughs> do you know? So it might be like if it goes wrong, it might be that like something blows up or something like that mm -hmm. in the room or something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, if you're successful, it might be like um, you're able to like use your broomsticks to like fly across to the next location or something along those lines sort of thing. Okay, so let's touch on briefly, I think maybe some user testing and then we can talk mm -hmm. about where people can come and maybe test the game and also play the game when it's complete. Um, so, in terms of user testing, is there a winning scenario, by the way? It doesn't sound like there is. It sounds like you play through a series of interactions and at some point you come to the end of a story. Is that right? We think yeah. so at the moment, yeah. I think it's the way it's going to go. Okay, cool. Because we're trying to be as non-competitive as possible, so we don't want it to be somebody's fault. <laughs> if, yeah. it doesn't go, if it goes wrong, obviously. But don't we have thought about, blames. obviously, family collaborative goals, so maybe mm -hmm. fail as a family, but... yeah. Either way, it'll have to be still. as a group as opposed to as an individual, or it won't be able to be blamed on an individual person. Okay, because so it's all about coming together and being yeah. collaborative and enjoying the experience. Exactly. Yeah? yeah. And comp competition often gets in the way of that, yeah? yeah? Especially with younger kids and stuff. Done a lot of research into that, and yeah. Yeah, good. Want okay. to avoid it. So, in terms of user testing, what's been happening and how you've been doing that? So, we've done a fair bit. So, um, we've done a few case study um, initial testing. Um, with an 11 year old but we also did so we attended the um, science and engineering fair at uni of um, I think there's a picture somewhere there is a picture around. I think yeah. it's close so, okay well we'll leave it and see what see what it comes up with it might appear there's a picture of you guys <laughs> at the science and engineering yes. fair that was in Southampton last week last Saturday I think it yeah. was yeah um, so then we were able to um, test out the technology so we used a different output so Sarah created sort of like a maze game sort of thing um, but we just wanted to test out how kids reacted to the technology and how they liked the cards and things and the feedback was like ridiculously good. It was really, really interesting. We got loads of feedback about like tactility and stuff like that um, and about what they liked about it and what kind of things they were interested in with the game. It seemed to be the tapping was the main bit that they liked. Bear in mind the visuals were really, really simple. That wasn't important to them. It was just the fact they could tap through and play it sort of that way. Yeah, the tap-based reaction sometimes. Yeah. And we looked at a lot of the interactions between like different siblings and stuff like that and how they interactive, um, interacted together and the ways they sort of divvied up the cards and things was really, really interesting. Oh, good. We saw okay. some more creation, didn't we? Yeah, yeah so we spoke about um, in our promotion, uh, in our um, supporting media, so like the pamphlets and stuff, potentially offering um, ideas for how they can maybe separate things or have rules and sort of encourage families to make their own rules because as long as there's some sort of rules, it will function. Do you know what I mean? It just depends on what kind of dynamics they have as family. Okay, great. So if people want to come and test this game, obviously we've got a session on Monday afternoon, the mm -hmm. 25th of March, which in theory will be in well. Well, it's live, so if you're watching live <laughs> and you live near Winchester, you can come and do that. But in theory, it'll all be out anyway. So the 
that's Monday afternoon mm -hmm. at Winter School of Art, so if people want to come and test it, they can. But obviously, you know, the, the audience you're after is predominantly families, isn't it? Yes. So we're looking yeah. for families to come and try and test it, because that would help a lot. Yeah, I'm definitely. Sure. I mean, the more case studies, the better, really, because obviously where it's not, you know, five families can't really play at once, it's sort of more we need case study families mm -hmm. sort of together. All walks of life, all sizes, shapes, whatever. Good, okay, and so if varies. people want to get in contact and maybe arrange something with you, they can do that through the website, I'm assuming? Yeah, through the website, Instagram, whatever's most accessible to it. Yeah, both Sarah and I are very, very responsive like, on social media with Instagram and things like that, and we check it sort of daily and things. Um, so that's probably the best way to contact us is through there. Great, okay, so if you want to, if you want to see the finished product, obviously, they can come to the Winchester Degree Show, which is on the 13th to the 21st of June at mm -hmm. Winchester School of Art, and obviously that's... Uh, the whole campus gets uh, turned into an exhibition event for not only games design and art but also graphic arts, fine art, fashion and textile design, and fashion mm -hmm. marketing and management. Yeah. But we're all in the rotunda, <laughs> so they can obviously come and see the game there. But obviously, it's designed really for a very particular audience, so that's an opportunity for people to come and talk to you about the design of the game, those kind of things. And yeah. then they can also, if they live in London or near London, or they're flying in from across the world <laughs> to London, which they might, they can also come and see the game on the 2nd to the 4th of July in Hoxton Arches, where we're also hoping to get some people to talk about game making and those kind of things. And I know there's been a lot of thought into your game, so I'm, um, it'll be exciting to see lots of families trying it out. I'm guessing you guys are going to be capturing some video of gameplay and that kind of stuff, because obviously when we come to the show, some of those events may not be, uh, well they're family friendly, but it's not necessarily that we're going to have a whole family turn up. It might be, a, you know, a mum and dad or whatever, but mm -hmm. not necessarily all the kids with them. So, they can, again, I'm guessing the website is going to be the place that can, people can start to see some of these 100%, things. 100%, yeah. Yeah, good. All right, cool. And if you want to follow any of the projects, obviously you can look at winchester.games, which lists all the projects from 2019 and through all the links. And if you want to see stuff, then in theory, your pictures and everyone else's <laughs> should be hashtagged with checkpoint saved up until the project's uh, launch. So, is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to cover? I don't think so. No, I think we're all good. Good? Okay. Thanks, girls. I will now press the off audio button.